0: Hello, welcome to Intellicast. It's season three, episode nine. It is flying by. We're not in March yet. This is episode nine. But but
1: this will be up in March. Yeah, Monday, so March.
0: Yeah, we're recording this um, on a leap year. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a topic. Um, this is Intellicast. I'm Brian Allard, your host. Joining me today is Roy Deneen.
2: Hello. Roy, how's it going? Fantastic. She's been
0: on the podcast a few times before. Um, before we get started, you can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com, EMI underscore research on Twitter, telecast one on Twitter, and you can apparently leave a voice on Texas at 513-401-5463. Um, thanks for joining us, Rory. How's it
2: going? It's great. Um, yeah. I'm excited for March because it's my favorite holiday, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty much like, I'm ending on the 28th. Like, I'm skipping the leap year yeah. thing. 29th doesn't happen.
0: Are you performing in a band on St. Patrick's
2: Day this year? Um, Not to my knowledge, but I likely will like end up dancing or something because I I do Irish step dance. Um, But I will try and march in the parade. My family does the Cork County uh, pipe band. Cork, Cork. Cork County? Cork County. New York? No, Cork County, Ireland.
0: There's a Cork County, Ireland parade.
2: No, there's a St. Patrick's Day parade in New York City. It's a pretty well-known one.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> and All different right. pipe bands. Okay. Marching it. Okay. And so my family runs the Cork County band. Okay, I'm starting to get it. Yes. And so they're going to be marching the parade, playing the bagpipes and their drums and stuff. And I'm okay. going to walk behind them.
1: Okay.
0: That's fun. Yeah,
2: wave. Okay. Wearing green.
0: Um, Rory lives in New
2: York. I do.
0: <laughs> and she's here in Cincinnati for the day, so it's, I'm glad to have her. Um, today's episode, Rory's our only guest. She's the guest host uh, with producer Brian, and we're going to talk about current events and some market research news, and we're going to get the heck out of here and enjoy the year. Let's right? do it. <laughs> um, first, before we get to current events, I have to ask you, do you have a Prince Republic story?
2: Um, so Publix, I've never been to a Publix, which shame on me, honestly.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, I've never really been down South. Yeah. I've, you know, only been to really Florida and you just kind of flew in one time we drove to Florida, but that's a whole other story. Okay. And then, um, Prince, my biggest Prince story or most run-ins with Prince has been uh, in this office. Oh. I, I actually watched Purple Rain yeah. in this office.
0: I forced people to watch Purple Rain once over lunch.
2: It was great. I mean, it was very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's the the adult contents a little shocking for the work yeah. environment. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, yeah, it's a little not safe for work. It's a little yeah. dated. Yes, like, things were, that agree. might have been appropriate for a movie in 1984. Certainly not appropriate today.
2: Yeah, but it, yeah. it created a great conversation, I, I think. <laughs> okay. yeah. Good. and a story for a lifetime. Okay,
0: good. Um, let's move on to the next current event, coronavirus.
2: Oh, do you, my goodness. Do you have an
0: opinion on coronavirus? You flew here. Yes. Did so, you wear a mask?
2: I did not wear a mask. i okay. um, not really a mask person. I, I don't think it looks good, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. The person Fashion next first. to me was wearing a mask. It doesn't bother me. I think New York City has a lot of masks these days, yeah. Um, and I obviously because of the virus, um, I'm not scared.
0: I'm not scared either, Rory. Yeah. Oh man, it's like 60 people in America have it. No one's died. Yeah. The even in China, with you know, that's another part of the story. Is if do you believe in anything China says? But even in China, a very small proportion of people are dying.
2: I mean, it's just as scary as the flu. We walk around with the it's, flu. It's so less scary
0: it. than the flu, I think.
2: Yeah. I, you know what? At the end of the day, it's kind of like I, I can't stop my life for the coronavirus. Right.
0: Just don't go to China. Yeah. Don't eat bats, apparently.
2: And wash your hands after you use the bathroom. And
0: wash your hands.
2: That's it. Yeah. We can do this. We can fight coronavirus.
0: <laughs> I don't even know why we're talking about it. Yeah. But having said yeah. that, who knows? In three weeks, it might be, you know, four million people have it. But I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. Let's move on. Democratic primary tomorrow, as we're recording this on leap year, is the South Carolina primary. And then Super Tuesday is the big one. And my thoughts initially are that we have we still have like 47 candidates. And we're, we got to narrow this down, right?
2: Oh, yeah. there's Nobody's dropping out. Everybody is. <laughs> right. It's making it hard. It's making it difficult to hone in on really what's going to happen next. Um, I also think it's interesting because when we were talking polls earlier this year, this is not what we thought was going to happen.
0: I don't First of all, I don't remember talking polls over this year. Um,
1: Interesting. <laughs> you never did listen to poll parties. So. Yeah.
0: Don't know what you're talking about. Right. But to your point is that I don't know what's going on in the Democratic Party, but you would think that there should be pressure to give it down to two people. So if you listen to um, the Zobby Report with Jeremy Zogby, he yep. and his father mentioned that there's traditionally always been two paths for the Democrats the progressive part of the party which right now is obviously Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Um, and then kind of the more middle of the party, right? And That's Joe yeah. Biden um, is kind of leaving that. And then I guess you could probably put Bloomberg, Bloomberg in there maybe yeah. and others. Um, but they need to get down to two, kind of like what they did four years ago when it was Hillary and Bernie, right? Yep. But now we're, we still have seven people. There's no path here. I don't see a path for anybody. I don't know, until August
2: I mean, if there's going to be this many candidates, we're not going to know who the candidate's going to be until they're the candidate.
0: And they're all basically just campaigning for Donald Trump you now by bashing each other.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. and watching the debates, it's it's difficult to watch. They're yeah. they, they're they're going in on each other. Um, I meant they may the best man or woman yep. win.
0: Amy Klobuchar, like I'm a, a, a kind of, she's kind of one of my favorites. She's growing
2: on me. She's very interesting. She's yeah. a great speaker. Yeah, interesting to listen to. Um yep. so I, I find her very interesting.
0: I did find it interesting. I watched the um, the debate earlier this week, which, by the way, the debates are almost musty TV, right? Yeah. If you can deal with it, it's just fighting and people being rude and criticizing the moderators and yep. back and <laughs> forth and raising the hands. I just It's just fascinating. Nobody's attacking. I didn't feel like a lot of people were attacking Bernie Sanders. They were all attacking Michael Bloomberg.
2: Like He's a target, you, I think. I guess, but
0: like, are you are you running for vice president? Why are you attacking Mike Bloomberg? He's not on the ballot and stuff in, in most
2: of these states, right? Yeah, I found that interesting. I think that they they kind of went after him. I think he was the low hanging fruit because you know a Twitter was all over him, and so it yeah. was easy to get after him. And I think they kind of wanted to push him back and get him out of the race almost because it was another person entering. Yeah. Um, I don't think it worked. Um, I feel like he came back pretty well. Yeah. Um, not the first time. Right. Second time.
0: <laughs> right. But I don't think there's any more debates before Super Tuesday. So of am a little no. bit disappointed. So the, I would assume maybe I'm wrong that after Super Tuesday, you would think a few, at least a few of these candidates are going to drop out, right? I You'd would hope so. I would think after Super Tuesday, it's got to be Biden, Sanders, and Bloomberg. I would think that's all that's left.
1: You I think
2: wow, no Warren.
1: I think it really depends on the winning. If it's a sp- well, if it's a lot of the same winners in placement, yeah. But if the if every single candidate's winning one of those states, none of them are going to want to drop out.
0: We shall see. All right. Oh, speaking of polling, are,
1: are we going to do a poll here? Are we doing this? I think so. Not quite a poll. I'm going to turn it over to you. We're going to pull something from poll party. May it rest in peace um, with the quiz of the week.
2: Yeah. So we're going to bring back the quiz of the week.
0: I don't even even know what you're talking about.
2: You can't ignore it forever. It existed. So we're going to do um, tell us what you eat in a day and we'll tell you what TV show you belong on. I think this is the perfect fit, honestly. Okay. So, Brian, I'm going to ask you the questions and you're going to tell me what – your choice would be, and Brian, you're also going to tell me what choice you would be. And at the end, we'll all say what we got.
0: Okay. So you're asking the question. Yep. We're all three entering this quiz. Yep. And then we're going to share our results. Just, yes. yes. Okay, just so we're going to gonna talk about
2: each question. Obviously. Okay. We, we got to break it down. We got to unpack it.
0: Okay. Let's do this.
2: What is for breakfast? Avocado toast, pizza, eggs and toast, or waffles?
1: I'm going with eggs and toast. I'm going with waffles, pizza
0: because I don't like breakfast food, and pizza should be a breakfast food. And let me do a quick rant. Okay, do it. <laughs> the people, the, the people that think breakfast for dinner, people, they're snobs, and I think <laughs> it should be dinner for breakfast. People, like, why shouldn't I have? Why am I judged because I want to have spaghetti and meatballs for breakfast or a steak for breakfast or pizza for breakfast? Shouldn't be judging me. No one judges you, people, when you have eggs for dinner. People think it's all cool. Avocado toast for dinner. Anyway.
1: Okay.
2: All I'm a breakfast for dinner kind of person. Yeah. So am I. A little I. insulted. Yeah. But that's
1: fine. Apparently we struck a nerve. I know. Well, it's, it's just they think
0: they're better than the, the dinner for breakfast No, people. no.
2: I don't judge. I don't judge. Um, Sorry. <laughs> what's your mid-morning snack? Popcorn, hash browns, chips, or candy? Okay. I'm going with popcorn.
1: I'll go with chips. I want chips.
2: I feel like I, I have not been snacking as much when I'm not in this office. Sometimes oh, that. Also yeah. say this. So, like, I felt yeah. like that question was hard for me because I don't really oh, wow. have a mid morning snack anymore. My question
1: is, who's eating just straight hash browns as a mid morning snack?
2: Yeah, like, it's do, like you, second do, breakfast. You cook, do
1: you do yeah. you cook them? <laughs> I'm normally having those with my eggs and toast.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's like a breakfast thing because you have to cook those. It's not like a you know pull it out of the fridge kind of thing. Like, it, it's a snack is not hash browns, right? Okay, the next question is, what's for lunch? We've made it to lunch. Salad, burgers and fries, chicken or ramen?
1: Seeing as I eat this most days, it's salad.
2: Interesting.
0: Burger and
1: fries.
2: I wish there was a yogurt option. I know.
0: (laughs) Maybe a cheese stick. Yogurt (laughs) and one eighth of a carrot.
2: Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to choose. I'm going to go with salad. A healthy option. Light. How about another snack? Okay, one option is, nah, I'm good. No snack. A chocolate shake, mozzarella sticks, or yogurt. Well, I'm going with yogurt.
1: Same here.
0: Mozzarella sticks.
2: Can I tell you, I ran 13.1 miles with my parents last weekend, and the first thing I wanted after that was mozzarella sticks. I don't know what came over me, but I was like, this is what I want. And so I had to order off the children's menu at our lunch spot, because that's where it was.
0: Speak of that. 13.1 13.1 is a very specific number of miles. Why would one run 13.1 miles?
2: Well, I'm running a half marathon in two weeks.
0: Okay. That's and in two weeks.
2: So right. my parents wanted to do a trial run to yeah. see if they could do it. Okay. And so I was like, me too. And so we just ran it.
1: So you're running another one in yeah.
2: two weeks. Yeah, a timed one. Where, right, did you, actually.
0: where did you run this this 13.1 practice?
2: There's a bike Slash walking, running trail in um, Florida, New York or Chester, New York. It's in Chester, New York. Okay. And so it's called the Heritage Trail. Okay. Yeah. So we went six and a half miles out and six and a half back. Hey,
0: good job. Proud of you.
2: Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Let's continue. (laughs) Back to this. What's for dinner? Sushi, pizza again, chicken curry and sandwich. There's no breakfast for
1: dinner on here. I'm going to go with chicken curry. Oh,
0: good. I with a sandwich. And if you listen to our podcast, a couple of podcasts ago, we did a segment, with, which was, what would you like to do at 1.5 speed? <laughs> and my number one was make a sandwich.
2: I'm also going to go with sandwich. Oh, look at you. Big sandwich person. Okay. Okay. Next. Lastly, what's for dessert? Okay. Fruit cups, cake, cookies, or a sundae?
1: Cookies. Cookies.
2: For sure, cookies. I'm all in. Imagine I said fruit cup. <laughs> What would you guys say? Like, We'd
1: go call home. you a liar.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, go home. Okay. What did you guys get?
1: Uh, High School, the musical, the musical, the series.
2: That's really good. I watched that.
1: <laughs> that's
0: what I got too, which is weird because we had none of the same we had answers. We exact
1: opposite answers. Almost. Y-
0: y'all did this like on a routine basis. <laughs> like this yeah. is what y'all did. Every two weeks.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> you'll never guess what I got. The same. The Bachelor.
0: No, are you serious?
2: Yes, I got The Bachelor. I'm not even kidding.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, the quiz was fun. I don't know why Brian, producer Brian and I have the same High School Musical. I've never seen it. It's actually really good.
2: It's about um, a group of people who are doing High School Musical in the location where High School Musical was filmed. And they... um, go about how they made the musical. Oh, sounds interesting. It's for kids. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Disney plus. (laughs) Okay. Pretty good.
0: Should we talk about the bachelor?
2: (laughs) I feel like we have to. Okay. I feel like that was just a great segue that we didn't plan to,
0: to, to introduce this in our office. Like most probably offices. We talk a lot in the mornings about what you watched on TV the previous night, right? Yes. And one of the hot topics ever since I've been here, which is seven years has been the bachelor. And it continues to this day. And while Rory has been working remotely for the past few months, we have not had a single conversation about The Bachelor this season. And I bet you have a lot of strong opinions because I know I have a lot of strong opinions.
2: Yeah, I think that there's no one who's watching this season that doesn't have strong opinions of this season. Um, I'm going to dive in and say (coughs) I think Peter might be the worst Bachelor ever.
0: I completely agree.
2: Yeah. Like worse than like Ben Higgins telling everyone that he loves them. Like Peter cannot make up his mind. Like if Hannah B came back, I'm pretty sure he'd be in love with Hannah B too. Yeah um i think that he just is kind of getting played and it's really tough to watch him get played over and over again oh he's
0: getting played by hannah ann
2: i think he's getting played by <sighs> hannah ann yeah. i think he was getting played by um kelly victoria
0: oh victoria definitely yeah
2: yeah i i, I enjoy kelly i thought she, yeah. kelly was very intelligent yeah
0: um, well she's like normal <laughs> three years older than the other ones right
2: yeah Yes. She seemed very like down to earth and normal and like thinking very straight. Like she was like, I just want to have fun. And like, if I fall in love, cool. Yeah. And I was like, I get get that. I feel like that's the best way to go into it. But I think that like Victoria, that is textbook manipulation. Yeah. Like when you read about manipulation, it would literally be exactly what she was doing, where she's, you know, talking about her. Oh, you know, he brings up a concern and she's automatically like defensive. Why are you concerned about
0: that? Yeah.
2: And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, just manipulation.
0: They fight like an old married couple on like their third date. Yeah. And he keeps giving her a rose, which makes no sense to me. And then they go on another date and then they fight again. And then she gets another rose. It's just, it's. I mean, he's kind of, I feel like he's just a horrible bachelor.
2: Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Like, I think there's always the drama of, you know, not getting enough time and, all of that um i think it was a very weird mood move um for the overnight dates when they all the girls had to stay in the scene
0: oh well let me get on a rant about that
2: yeah that's weird
0: okay so i've watched a lot of the bachelor they've never done that before they always stay separately once you get down to about the final four the only time those girls see each other traditionally at the rose ceremonies right that's it and not the final rose ceremony. they don't see each other then and they, the producers intentionally have them stay together because they're trying to create the drama with Maddie.
2: Oh, for sure, and I don't absolutely. Like that. I don't like that. I it's think horrible. That we all know they create drama on this show. Yeah, but I feel like this season has been more obvious than ever. Like with the champagne in the beginning, that was so planted.
0: Oh, it had to be. They,
2: they told. They definitely told Hannah Ann, like, "Hey, go open that bottle of champagne." Yeah, You know, like they created the drama this year and it's like in your face creation of the drama, Um, which kind of annoys me. I just really have not been happy with this season. What do you think well, happens at the end?
0: Well, I did research a little bit of spoilers.
2: I did too. There's not, there's not, no one's confident.
0: No one's confident. I think that he is trying to work things out with Madison. That's kind of a common. Yeah. I think so. But I don't know how she, she, he doesn't deserve her. No. And they're not right for each other.
2: Yeah, That's how I feel. She's the best thing about this season, Madison. Yeah. I think she's the best thing about this season. She's like yeah. giggly and fun. I think she yeah. is happy. She's exactly what The Bachelor has always had. Um, but she's, she's just good. She's a good character. Um, she's somebody you'd want to follow on Instagram. Yes. You know, and I, I find her interesting and, and cool to listen to, um... And be a part of. But I really just, like, wish it was, like, a traditional ending so we could be done with it.
0: I, I'm getting a little tired of the non-traditional endings. Oh, yeah. Every season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's done with the current events. I feel like we need, like, a, some music for the news section. Can we get some music for the news, introduce the news section? Like maybe? a break, like a breaking news? No, just, like, general do- 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 do news <laughs> 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 Then we get in the news section. I, I feel know. like if you're gonna do music like for that, a,
2: it's gotta be like power music, like when music. Uh, when we'll nightly news it. starts and it's like a,
0: we'll talk the the news it. at
2: six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like powerful music. It just feels like it's like, what a, is going on. It
0: feels abrupt. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Bachelor. Okay, now hardcore news.
2: Yeah. Um but
0: yeah, now we have the hardcore news section. Producer Brian's gonna
1: kind of roll through there has been some news. There has been some news, yeah. So starting off, uh Cantar CEO Eric Salama has left the organization effective immediately. Um, he had announced previously that he was going to depart in mid-2020, citing his personal priorities. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I worked at Cantar years ago, and so um, everybody in the industry should be familiar with Cantar and knows Eric Salama. He seems like a great guy, very smart. Um, not a huge surprise. I think when when um, the company that just recently purchased your company announces that you're not going to be with him much longer, I would expect that he's probably updated his resume and has considering other opportunities. So I don't think it's in his, I don't think it was in his best interest to stay as long as possible, knowing that he's going to be out the door. He probably um, did as much transition as he felt he needed to do
1: and um, moved on. So
0: I don't think it's a big surprise. It's, you know, it's still mid
1: February, but. I think also it talked about, um, some of the personal incidents he had, he was involved yeah. in a stabbing or something yeah, last year. Ago. So that was part of the reason why he had decided to leave later in 2020.
0: Yeah.
2: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. He was attacked in London, I think. Um, and
2: I believe you follow yeah. him on LinkedIn too, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I follow him on LinkedIn and he's been very active on LinkedIn recently. So he's interesting. probably trying to extend his personal brand and kind of get back out there now that he's not under the Cantar umbrella. So that's what I would do too. So, you know, it's interesting news. I don't expect any, you know, change from Cantar from this or Bain.
2: Definitely.
1: All right. Next one is market research firm. Confirm it has been acquired by Verdane capital who plans to merge it with data visualization company to whom it also owns. First
0: of all, I think it's pronounced Dapper
1: Whatever. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> whatever. feel
2: like, I feel like this makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense as well. <laughs> I kind of whatever under producer Brian. now love <laughs> Whatever. Um, confirming a program platform and that C, who does visualization seems like a, a good connection, right? So maybe they can improve, they confirm a platform from a survey perspective, maybe they can, on the back end with data, have better visualization, because that seems to be obviously the new, new trend. Um, so it seems like a good marriage to me. Other than that, I don't know if I have an opinion on that. Rory, do you have an opinion on that?
2: I do not have an opinion.
1: (laughs) Let's move on. All right. Um, Next one is the Insights Association is calling for further changes to the CCPA.
2: This is not shocking either.
1: Not shocking. So if you remember the Insights Association, we've talked about them a lot
0: lately. Um, They've really advocated for CCPA and for other U.S. privacy laws and for – the best interest of our community, which is that's why the Insights Association exists. Um, they've raised lots of the concerns about it. And so this is a big surprise. I expect more of this um, as they try to do the best they can to pressure California and other states to make it easier for a lot of data-driven companies that the premise of which are just collecting people's opinions and we are not trying to sell to each other. And so, you know, maybe we need to have a little bit looser laws would be the kind of the premise behind it. But they've, I mean, you could go on there. They have blogs all the time. They have people that are really on top of this. That's how I stay on top of the CCPA news. And so um, not a big surprise, but I would encourage people to, to go to the website and, and read it.
2: Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting as this all rolls out and, and seeing what the Insights Association um, does and how they move them forward.
0: And I did ask Melanie Courtwright to join the podcast. She said yes, but she might've just been humoring me. Um, but um, hopefully we'll have Melanie on. I know she's kind of going around doing a listening tour and speaking to lots of people and going to conferences and stuff. So hopefully she'll be in the podcast. Maybe she'll tell us a print story. Maybe a public story. <laughs> I bet I bet Melanie Courtright has a print story. She has. <laughs> all right, let's
1: move on. All right. Um, it is reporting season. So with that, um, it looks like Ipsos, Nielsen and WPP have all released their uh, full year 2019 results. Brian? Yeah,
0: so we talked about this this morning at, at the company meeting and um, Ipsos, a 14.5% increase, which is huge. Their best annual performance since 2011. That's awesome news for the industry, awesome news for Ipsos, especially shareholders of Ipsos. That's um, that's awesome. Um, Nielsen, 1.7% increase, um, 2% growth in Q4. That's great for them. And the perspective of that is they're, a, they're a, like a $6 billion company. And so, at least maybe six point five billion, but one point seven percent of six point five billion is a very big number. Money—that's a lot of probably hundred plus million dollars of growth. So um, that's awesome for Nielsen, especially with the news of them kind of splitting apart. And then the final one: this WPP one point six percent drop for two thousand nineteen. And by the way, first of all, I'll say that I feel like it's tough to do accounting with these giant. Those are the three, probably the three biggest companies in our space. And they all do so much mergers and acquisitions. And I'm not sure how they even – I think I think it would be very hard to, like, figure out your revenue and your expenses oh, and understand growth. I bet it's really, really hard. So I'm not even sure how much I even believe some of these numbers sometimes, to be honest with you. Um, but trusting them at their face value, um, WPD is that 1.6% drop. Not a huge deal. They're another giant company. But overall, I think that the episodes of the Nielsen News, to me – State that we're still a growing industry. Yeah. Um, with all the data that's out there, I'm hoping that the market research or insights industry, whatever we want to call ourselves, is growing. I think it will continue to grow. And I'm hoping that other companies when they release their earnings reports and their revenue for their year, quarter, whatever they do, um, have a similar story because it, it can't I think that we've seen a lot of like smaller companies do a lot of growth yeah. over the past few years and new entrants to the space. But it's also great to see companies at the top grow as well because we need them to lead. And the more that they're growing, and I'm assuming that they have more money to spend on innovation and, and stuff like that. So I just spoke a lot. Rory, do you have anything about that?
2: No, I think this is great to see. I think this is great for the industry. You always want to see uh, growth on all ends, whether it's a small company or your company or even your competitors. Seeing your competitors grow means there's still um, more for more out there, yep. um, so it's it's good to see. It's good to it's good for the industry. I'm happy.
0: Yeah, yep. hopefully people are spending more. Yeah, despite this coronavirus destroying everybody's start, stock portfolios, I know I slowed down a little bit for t- short term, but I think that generally clients are are seeing the value in research. Hopefully, spending more, and we'll continue to see that from earnings reports and revenue reports that we see.
1: Yeah, and our final news story actually comes from right here at EMI.
0: Oh, that's right. We have an announcement to make. So if you've seen our social media, uh, we've been pushing it out. We just recently hired a new addition to our executive team. It's Beth Tehan, and she's our new chief operating officer. She's going to report to Mike Holmes, and she just started this week. She's amazing. Um, She has 25 years of experience. She worked at Cantar for a long time. She came from Burke, and um, she led those teams and helped them through. I mean, talking to her, I mean, you can imagine what Cantar went through I was there for a while with mergers and acquisitions yeah. that continues to today. Same thing happened at Burke uh, 25 years ago. Burke had gone through um, ownership, employee ownership, and then back to um, private owner and then back to employee ownership. So she's got seen a lot in the industry and she has a big name in the industry. And man, I am super happy to have her on board um, here and having her just make us a better company. So welcome, Beth Tehan.
1: Yeah. And you can read the full press release in our show notes.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Producer Thank Brian. You to you. <laughs> so, um, anything else you want to talk about, Rory?
2: There is one thing. Oh. The Astros.
0: Oh, we haven't <laughs> talked about the Astros. Oh, we haven't talked about this cheating scandal at all and you're the perfect person. Can I set the stage and I'll let you give a rant? Yeah. Because we're gonna, this is too bad that Rory and I are going to agree with everything in this whole podcast. But to set the stage, the Houston Astros basically got caught cheating the past three seasons they were doing some funny stuff with stealing cameras. signs and cameras in the outfield and banging trash cans and, and then
2: buzzers,
1: maybe rumors of buzzers and yeah. uniforms, buzzers, yeah. bad collarbone tattoos. Yeah, Yeah. why yeah.
0: um, the Houston Astros won the World Series a couple years ago? Um, they knocked out the Yankees that year, and yes. I know Roy Deneen is a giant Yankees fan, and I would expect that you are upset about yes. this.
2: I have had to calm myself down multiple times when talking about this because I get so heated yeah. just thinking about all the World Series that I wish the Yankees had won and how cheating could have been involved in that yeah. in any way. I think cheating is never okay, right? Like, you know, but to some extent, it always happens. Everybody's always trying to get a leg up, but this is just. Insane. And I feel like the Astros are not really paying the price. And I don't, I I get what, you know, the commissioner was doing and I understand his point of view. I just don't believe that we really made these players feel like they did something wrong. Like Altuve is like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't really get caught technically. Right. You know, he might have been wearing a wire and no one's looking into it. No it's like,
0: I think Major League Baseball has been horrible. The only people that get punished were the managers. Yeah. I mean, and they got a little bit of a fine. I think they should have taken away the trophy. I think the players should be suspended. Like, giant suspensions. Yeah. I think... Post-season bans. It, it's uh, yeah. ridiculous what happened, and...
2: They got a slap on the wrist. They
0: got nothing. Um, I mean,
2: if I was them, I'd be like, oh, let's just do it again. Right. Who cares? Why wouldn't
0: you cheat? <laughs> yeah. And especially, I have a little bit of... Um, I normally don't feel bad for the Yankees yeah. as a Reds fan. I don't really feel bad <laughs> too bad ever about the Yankees. But in this case, the I think the defining moment of the cheating scandal was the Altuve home run. For sure. Off of Aroldis Chapman when the rumor is he knew the pitch was coming. And by the way, Aroldis Chapman is a former Red. I'm a big fan of his. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. Throws it like 104 miles oh, an hour. That's incredible. You can't hit his change up. Right? You cannot hit it. It's and well
2: known. It's like two every... hit
0: a changeup, hit a home run. That's how they won, knocked the Yankees out, went on to win the World Series, and I think he knew that pitch was coming. And that 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 to me is a defining moment. And also as he's running around third base, the team is waiting for him at home plate. You can see a video of this. Yep. And they're gonna mob him and a baseball a newer baseball tradition is to kind of rip the player's jersey off, right? Yep. And he's telling them as he's running third base, do not rip my jersey off. And they did not. And then he immediately runs in the dugout and changes clothes is what he says he did. But I think he took the buzzer off, right?
2: I think he took the buzzer off. Because my point is, if I had a bad tattoo, that is not what I'm thinking about as a round third after hitting a home run off off of Chapman. That's not what I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about my tattoo. I'm thinking about the fact that I just hit that pitch because I knew what it was. Yes. And I'm thinking about the wire that yeah. told me what it was. Yep. And I'm thinking about, I got to celebrate and I got to not let anybody know that I'm cheating.
0: Yes.
1: Agreed. You also have this ending people's careers and they're suing. You have a Jays pitcher suing because it they hit, they rocked him for multiple runs. Yeah. He pitched a third of an yeah. inning and never pitched in the major league baseball again. Yeah. yeah. There could but, be some lawsuits on here. Yeah.
2: But I think it's just, the thing that bothers me is that, all these players are going to go down in history as incredible players, but that play was—he didn't—he didn't know, like he didn't just hit a changeup. Yeah. He knew what it was. He knew yeah. where the ball was going to be. That changes the game.
0: Well, I hope that there's more punishments coming. I hope they reopen the investigation. I agree. Also, what I'm looking forward to is watching the Astro players one after another get hit by pitches this season. <laughs> and I'm
2: the last person. I'm the. I will fight hitting the pitch, like hitting. Yeah. Throwing a ball at somebody ever. Right. Um, but in this, I, d- I don't know that it's wrong. What else,
0: it's, it's a tradition of baseball. What else can they do at this point?
1: Isn't it already – they've already like 20 – there's already been like 20 hit by pitches for them. And we're what, two Twitter games accounts. into spring training?
2: Yeah, there yeah. are Twitter accounts that are watching and like they're just going to post every time I, one of and them gets that- hit.
0: Fans are, like, banging stuff in the crowd to, like, mock them. And that's yep. going to be a thing this season. It will be interesting yes. to follow.
1: I've also seen Twitter videos of people mocking Altuve, asking him to see his yep. collarbone tattoo.
2: Yep. Everybody wants to see the, the tattoo.
1: Yeah.
2: I, and you know what? He should have to show the tattoo. We well, he did? Yeah.
0: He was walking by some reporters, and he, he, he planned this out. Like a week ago, he's was walking by a group of reporters and just happened to take his shirt off in front of the reporters and put on a different shirt yeah. and showed off a tattoo. I think he did that just to cover his tracks. Or he might have just got that tattoo like a week before. Maybe he just got know. that tattoo a week ago.
2: We'll never know. Yeah. So interesting. Man,
0: good bonus topic, Rory. Yeah.
2: I just thought of it. I was like, I got to talk about this.
0: Yeah. Well, that will end the show for this week. Um, Rory was a special guest. We hadn't planned on having Rory on. She came on with two minutes notice. And she's a trooper, so she joined us. So thank you, Rory, for joining the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. Um,
0: Rory, do you have anything you want to promote? Do you have a LinkedIn profile, a Twitter account? Do you still have research, Rory?
2: Oh, uh, yes.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: I've not been posting from it, but I. you know what? I should get back on that. But yeah. on Twitter, I'm at research underscore Rory.
0: Oh, yeah. Looking forward to that. So uh, follow Rory on Twitter um her on linkedin yeah okay just
2: Roy Denine on linkedin
0: okay Roy dineen on linkedin and again this is brian lamar thank you for listening to the telecast um we should have a quarks podcast coming up next hopefully right that'll be our next we'll be, one yeah we'll be at quarks um next week in brooklyn um i don't remember the dates of that i think it's the second and the third or third and the fourth third and the fourth okay third and the fourth well, jason underhees will be there and um quarks is one of my favorite conferences so um follow all the hashtag for the conference online. It'll really be interesting. And I think we're going to the Chicago one in a few weeks as well. Is that right? Yep. Tony Brown. Tony Brown. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody.